But then we have other events that were popular for a long time, like our Easter extravaganza. It's dead. I killed it because you watch it happen. And we had 70,000 eggs and 7,000 people and no (laughs) one left happy, right? Like no one was happy when they left. People just run in and grab whatever they want. Yes, and we we knew they weren't happy. So my thought was, okay, what experience for this would be good? Hey, welcome to Rec Reflect. Welcome. So we have Jennifer Russell here today. Uh, Jennifer, will you introduce yourself and kind of tell us what your role is and where you're at? Yes, I am the Special Events Supervisor for City of Frisco. We call our Parks and Rec Department Play Frisco. So I plan the community and special events that we have there. That is one of the best marketing I've seen for like Parks and Rec, like Play Frisco. I see so many people with t-shirts on it. Is there any other city that has come close to kind of developing that type of marketing scheme? It's actually very common in North Texas right now. Like I think play and then the town. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, at Rockwall, I think Louisville, quite a were, few. Of the were y'all the first or? No, but it all happened around the same time. I think okay. everyone was on the same. Like convergent evolution. A, Everybody was, was coming to do yeah. it together. Joint venture, joint venture. Pro- that's what mm-hmm. makes the North region the best region. I mean, North region, when I was so, I had never been to the Institute, like where the, the, the North region uh, gathering, I was so impressed. It was very well done. Uh, so cool. It was all really big because I'm used to the West Texas region. Yeah. And so we're like, we're going to meet at a best, you know, a, a Motel 6. Just because we don't have a ton of people that are going to come. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing special events, getting people there, reaching out to the community, do you, what, how do you get it done? Well, first we have a pretty good tradition in Frisco. Something about that town, even though it's grown so quickly, you know, it, it was like the fastest growing city in America for a little, for how a few people, years. What's the population right now? Now we're over 200,000. Wow. Yes, but we, just the community loves the special events there. And the daddy-daughter dance, when I started 10 or 11 years ago, um, it's 6,000 people come to that. It's huge. Where do y'all do that at? <laughs> at? At a hotel ballroom. Oh, yeah. so it's like big, big. It's huge. Because when I hear daddy-daughter, I'm thinking of like at my kid's elementary school where they're like, there's no. 20 dads that show up. But it's 6,000 people. This one is huge. I, I like to play around and say that it's the biggest one in the world. But that was already happening 11 years ago. And so they have these traditional events that the community has just always gravitated to. But um, the thing is, it has grown, though. So the, the demographics have changed. The culture has changed. And now what we do is try to say, okay, we've been having the same event for 26 years. When I first came on board for special events, we had had the same, I think, um, our... Our uh, newest event was 10 years old, <laughs> so we hadn't actually added anything that was geared towards our new population. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a new diverse population, too, right? Yes, because our area is almost 20% um, South Asian now, oh. so we have a really? huge a huge Indian community, okay. so our we have started engaging um, 
that community because they'll even refer to themselves sometimes as new Frisco because they felt a separation between and um, we've worked with them though our parks and recreation department we have a cricket league that's a city sponsored cricket league that's no one does that and um, we did the first um, city sponsored color a color festival a holy Mm -hmm. festival really it was amazing so it's what i'm what i'm hearing is that special events is not just about hey we have a cool thing what it sounds like is you're doing like community integration and community development that's what we want to do we want and we want to do what they want to do you know that's how we get them engaged is they they want to have a a color throw in the park and we were going no color in the parks it's everywhere and then we're like okay well we have parks that can happen let's why don't we do it and let them come to our event and it worked we partnered with some organizations in the community and it was fantastic it was fantastic so we've been trying to look at from that perspective to get people engaged like who aren't we serving with these we're, we're getting the good numbers yeah. for our traditional events. They're fine. They're great. They're appealing to everyone on a broad base, but who aren't we getting? Another one we started doing was um, we have a pretty large skate park. So we started hosting um, skate competitions. So, nice. and they're popular. People drive from Oklahoma, yeah. from wow. South Texas. We have a BMX competition in that. Those are pretty good BMXer. Yeah. Are you really? <laughs> You should come. If you I went to Frisco, would you would you drop into a half pipe? No, I don't I don't I don't do fast things. Like like bikes Does it skating. And I just it's just not my style. I'm not I like to move at a, a glacial pace, if you will. So I'm you're, just not into fast. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're built for comfort, not for speed? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And I, and you know, an endurance type game. Um, so yeah, that's where I that's where I would mainly fall from. So okay, so we had the the address this morning from Dr. Crompton mm-hmm. at Traps, and it was talking about we we went from product based first, but more like working backwards, people based. And he talked a lot about different groups and di- different advocacy groups and meeting with your stakeholders. And so, what was that like? Just going back to I think the the stuff about the cricket thing is really interesting. What was it like getting that all set up? Did you have someone? from that community come and meet with you about it? Or how did you guys work that whole thing out? I think they called it a little town hall, but it nice. it wasn't a city hosted. It was the Parks and Rec right. hosted. And they invited, there's um, cricket leagues around North Texas everywhere, um, but they invited some of those leaders in those communities and asked them to come and meet. And it took a, a while, but it was huge and they were so excited. Yeah. And I think now, uh, I don't want to say wrong numbers, but I feel like we have over 40 teams now in that league. It's huge. How many people play on the cricket team? Do you know? No, I don't even know. I want to see this. That's a sport I would love to try. So, I would not do cricket. I won't do skateboarding, but I'll come over. You'll cricket? And, heck yeah, that'd be super it's fun. fun. So, I mean, it's just like playing. It's almost, when I watch it, it's like they're playing um, baseball, but you don't use a mitt. You have to catch it in the air with your hand. Nice. How do you score? Because it's not... You're running back and forth on a. Okay, that's where you lost wick. me. The running part. <laughs> it's not a ton. You of don't want to do speed. I don't want to. I wouldn't call what I could do running wise speed, but running just in general just sounds miserable. 
But you would you would kill it? It's a really long. Time. I don't I, I don't know if I'd be good at it. I'm I just want to try it out sometime. Well, because uh, is there some is there anything like it's like a home run like you hit it so far? Yeah, and it's like X amount of points or I can't even remember right now. That's, I think that's where it, you but... excel. Well, it's just cool that you guys got to meet with different members of that community and and ask them what what do we need to do for this like what do we need to do to set this thing up right when they were very excited to be yeah. heard and t- that we were interested in it they invited our um, athletic supervisors to be on a team and nice. they played on a team with them um they hosted um like cricket 101s so that during um july's park and rec month yeah we had a cricket 101 where people could just come and see how it it's played and learn a little bit about it. I'm gonna have to check out Cricket 101. Maybe maybe they could ask me to be on their team. These cricketers. <laughs> um, okay, so so special events and and again working with those, engaging with the community to figure out what they want, what they need. How do you step back from a successful event and say, you know, you mentioned the Daddy Daughter th- Dance. I, I think it's we talk about in programming a lot. I feel like we have a, a programming lifespan. Like a program has a lifespan of how long it goes for before it becomes kind of ready to move on or be revamped. You know, you said you have 6,000 people come to your day to our dance. How do you revamp it? So it's something different or new every time. Or do you say, Hey, you know, don't, let's not reinvent the wheel here. We're, we're having success. Let's keep going that direction. So with that particular event, we have a formula and we don't stray too much. What we try to do is, each year it's a theme mm-hmm. and we try to be very creative in that and not um, go back to like a, it's not a sweetheart dance. It's not a, we, we keep it, our brand and Frisco residents know that this is our brand it is over the top, big theatrical dance. When they walk in, it's like a prom. You yeah. Know I mean, it's huge. Yeah. And so we don't mess with that formula very much. We, we tweak things for instance, like it used to be, formal photography that they waited six weeks to get you know their package or whatever but now it's a digital print and a they get to leave with it in hand so we've just tried to make the experience better but then we have other events that were popular for a long time like our easter extravaganza right it's dead i killed it because you watch it happen you're there just like he was talking about today you're talking to these people you see what's happening and we had 70,000 eggs and 7,000 people and no <laughs> one left happy, right? Like no one was happy when they left. I didn't get enough eggs. Yeah. My kid got yeah. pushed. The it the hunt took 45 seconds, maybe, mm, you know? Wow. It was wild. People just running and grabbing whatever yes, they wanted. Yes, and, and kids, we, we the knew they kids. weren't happy. So my thought was, okay, what would what experience for this would be good? So we changed it. We called it Nature Explorers. We took it to a park. They go down a trail. They they come out with more eggs than they can practically carry. There's no <laughs> rushing. It's just they're in you know in nature picking up the eggs. They still get to see the Easter Bunny. They still get to have face painting. It's a lot smaller group, but a lot happier group. Was there a lot of kickback on that? Did you get a lot of feedback from the community ripping that? I think of just programs that, like I said, meet a, in a life or a special event that meets a, its end of a lifespan and just ripping off the bandaid. Obviously, there's going to be people who are upset about that. So how do you how do you deal with ripping off that bandaid, if you will? We were prepared for backlash. and But what happened was it was 
a great event and the people that came were very happy and the ones that didn't I don't even think they noticed because it just wasn't that great of an event before it was huge the numbers were massive but just wasn't a meaningful they didn't have a good experience (laughs) so you had a huge event that nobody liked (laughs) a smaller event that everybody loved so the positive feedback from the good versus Mm -hmm. the the negative experience of the bad and so we may have to grow this course we were having all these events in 2019 right and we lost momentum immediately but they're back this year hopefully so um so yeah. so you're building back momentum are y'all going like so you said that flip frisco is all about big theatrical over the top is it is it like we're going overboard overboard <laughs> now or is it just like no business as usual we're just going to be big theatrics not go over the top we're coming in strong okay we, we we did some high quality alternative programming through 2020 and 2021 um safe distance virtual some things in person but spaced out outside um this year our our dance this year we only did 50 percent on the end just to only did 3,000 people only only 3,000 <laughs> 3, that's year. larger than the town i grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> and but we're just trying to keep those strong. And if it's a small event, it's good. If, as long as it's a solid event that people want, that's something that we're like engaging that group, mm-hmm. we're happy because that's what they want. That's our skateboarders. They are so happy to be at a, an official competition with real judges and real things going on and be recognized. Because they take it seriously, right? They do yeah, take they're it seriously. athletes. They're amazing athletes. And they, it's hard for them to find competitions. And certainly yeah. city-sponsored. Although I I just will say after watching the Olympics this last year with the skateboarding and the snowboarding, I have never seen a sport where so many people fall and still have success in my life. Like it's like every skateboarder would go out there, they would go around, they like halfway through they'd fall and it's like, okay, you know, like a figure skater falls once during a little routine, it's game over. The skateboarders and the snowboarders can fall no problem. Do you, when y'all see people fall, do y'all have y'all reached the age that you win? So like, oh man, that kind of hurt me. It hurts yeah. my, my guts. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't want to fall down. It's going to take me a good four to five minutes to kind of get my bearings Just and look, get back uh, up. Hold like, on, yeah, that, that, uh, that grandpa. Oh, I'm coming. You, know, you, you have to do the hand up. Help me it's up. It's hard to watch. Yeah, like, they're so good. It's amazing because we have little ones they're so tiny and then we and that's another great thing about the skateboarding and bmx Mm -hmm. i've got little kids and i've got grown men we call it the legends and women (laughs) we call it the legends it's 35 and over and then i don't know about for you guys but for us one like group that's really hard to reach is sort of that young adult male Uh, and you may get it like in softball or something like that but this event we get them that's the bmx yeah, BMX and skate. And skate. That fifteen to twenty-five, mm-hmm. yeah. it's they love it. <laughs> and we may have, um, you know, like ninety competitors probably for the whole competition, and then probably two hundred people will come just to watch. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, that's a that's a, a reflection I've been making in my life recently. Is that I need to be around. Younger, I feel like the, one of the very first times I need to be around younger people, so I can help the younger get more younger people to come to our facility. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. what it's like. That's how it feels to be in that in those positions to to need younger people around you so you can understand the younger people better. So, yeah, it's important. okay, special events. You you got so many big ones. 
do you have a particular special event that really feels like like your baby that you really care about that you're just so in love with that you want always to happen or well i talked about the festival of colors the frisco festival of colors is that's my baby yeah that was one that and it means a lot to me like your thumbprint is on that thing i love it yes that one um and of course we relied heavily on our partners because i didn't know anything about it but that's it our team always says this i don't know how to skateboard I know nothing about it, but I will work with our partner and they will judge and they they know how it runs and we do all the foundation parts. That's how we did with Festival of Colors. I said, Jay, Lakshmi, I, Avi, I don't know anything about this. I thought it was dry powder that you threw on each other. It's mm-hmm. not. <laughs> That's not what it is. What is it? I have no idea. I'm I, would assume, I would assume it was that, but I don't know. It's dry powder starting in the bag right. but they get it wet they it's a kind thing where they rub it on your face because it's a celebration and so like they they're nice that you're not just throwing it at each okay. other and they also mix it in uh water and they squirt with water guns nice so by you're soaking wet and just drenched in color it's it's beautiful, but I wouldn't have ever known that. And there's a DJ playing the whole time, and the, okay. it is rocking out. Nice. <laughs> and, and there's little kids, and there's teenagers, and there's adults, and there's like elderly little old women out there. It is so great. So it does it, it sounds like this this event is not just like a targeted for single age group. No. It's like let's get the whole community. Let's involved. have a huge party. Do you feel like involving the all age groups helps? get more constituencies like further down the road because like hey when i was eight to 11 years old i always did this program you think mm-hmm. that that gets like when they get into their 20s and 30s that keeps them coming back i i would think so because i mean we i gravitate towards things that i did when i was younger you know and i think um if there's a there's there's 80 percent of our population probably hadn't even heard of a holy festival or a festival of colors before and now they're learning you know and sometimes people are weird about it because they're like i don't understand (laughs) and they may be you know they don't understand what's happening (laughs) but then they see it and they get to come and everyone's invited and then now they know and it's something they look forward to in future years you know so yeah i think you're building well if it makes those people feel any better i don't understand what's happening half the time either but that's just that's just in general so you do these special <laughs> well, they're so events used to the traditional egg hunt right yeah and now here's a very similar event but it's a different culture to begin with they're and hopefully you know, they're learning more, and now right? we're integrating it and changing our frisco culture you know yeah. like everyone there like who would who would have thought like would anybody that gets into recreation that Hey, Parks and Rec teaches other people about other people's culture. Right. Or like, it's not just a beer league, softball league, like all exactly. the. Exactly. It's like, oh, we're learning about what how mm-hmm. other people live and how they function. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So okay, special events. You, you do the color, not the color run. What do you call it? the color? Festival of colors. Festival of colors. Thank you. And you're putting this whole thing together. Are you out there doing the whole time with it? Are you participating? That's one reason this one's kind of fun too, is you do all the setup, but then you just play for <laughs> a couple of hours and then you clean up when it's over. So in my personal experience, the setup, the, the being at the actual event, the cleanup, all those different things, and then you are in 
you've you finish and you've gone you've been going 100 miles per hour for the last you know what's called eight to ten hours probably right mm-hmm. and you're just you're in in the moment you're in the action you're doing everything a full day away from in doing this event and then i always feel like i this i just call it the special event high you know mm-hmm. where you sit down finally and you stop and you're just like oh my gosh that was crazy so do you do you feel that way when you do the after this event like how does that yes feel? yes we feel that way after every event we actually we call part of what you're saying the event hangover the event hangover that's a lot better than one than my special <laughs> event hangover, hangover. Yeah, I think I, I think I had one of those this morning. Just event I think I had an event, I think I had an event hangover this morning because well, we just, we just had, had too much event yesterday. We had too There's much a lot event. of event yesterday. Yeah, but the Daddy Dar dance is a for so McKenna and I. We were there 16 hours. Wow, it's a long day, you know, and How much it goes did you so. Put in I stock up. Yeah, <laughs> the caffeine. Yes, and you had to remember to hydrate. It's very important. But there's um, a good little disclaimer from Jennifer. The yeah. next day, you're just so exhausted and tired yeah. because not only did you have the event the actual day, but the week of, you're, right, you're right. loading in, everything's coming down. And you, we've been planning this event for a year, but just it comes down. And then, yeah, you sit there and you go, wow, we did that. Yeah. And one of my favorite things is to get on social media and I just start searching the event to <laughs> see what people posted about it. And I sit there and screenshot it because I love it. I love seeing it. Like, they're so happy that they were there. <sighs> and you get to see their pictures and you get to see that, like, you did something. You got them to come and do something. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really is. It's cool. It. I mean, I'm with you. It's just so... You're, I don't want to say you're dying in the moment, but you're just like, oh my gosh, get me through this. Like, another cup of coffee, get me through this night. I'm so tired. And then you just get home and you are just like, wow. And then and then after a little bit, after you hit, finish your hangover, you're like, I can't wait to get back out there and do something like that again. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, start back, yeah. So if you were going to offer advice, like let's say you're offering a session, you were explaining all about how you run the, the festival, the color festival or mm-hmm. festival, festival of colors. Festival of colors. colors. Yeah. Festival of colors. And uh, some other DFW city, they, they come to you, they're like, we love your idea. We don't have the same type of budget that y'all do. What are some principles that y'all can teach us or, or takeaways that we can take back to our our unit to try to take to our boss to try to do something like this? What are the words of wisdom that you're going to offer those people? Well, I'm going to tell them to try to find, well, first I'm going to tell them the little things that I didn't know, like, it's not dry powder. You're going to be wet. Prepare to get wet. I would tell them that it's not like a structured event, like our Christmas festivals and things that we do. It is meant to be a party where everyone's having fun. So first, just take off everything that you normally do for an event, except for the foundation. You need you need your toilets. You need your seating. <laughs> you need you know the you get your basics, which they'll know because they plan events. But just keep in mind that it's not a structured, you know, even if it says the mayor's going to come in and do color blasters at one o'clock, that doesn't mean <laughs> it's going to be at one o'clock. And just because the event starts at one o'clock doesn't mean that they're actually going to come until like two or whatever. So just relax, get ready for an easy going day, put out what you need. So you need your color, you need your setup, you need your entrance, vegetarian food trucks, whatever it is, and then just let them come because they're going to come and ha- don't try to like, schedule it out they're going to come and go as they want mm-hmm. they're going to have fun and it's just going to be a blast so you said something there about oh like over scheduling how many people that run special events do y'all think 
they try to like the micromanaging over scheduling of things a lot <laughs> that's actually part of the formula with our daddy daughter dance we don't have crafts we don't do, we don't do any activities some people say what do, what do they do we're like they dance yeah it's meant to be a dance program, right? It's not meant to be. Yeah, we're not doing, we don't have special things for them to do. There's no crafts. There's no like little, you're coming to dance. We got food and beverage, but what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you're dancing. So like to the, the, the people who are um, making like the decision makers who are maybe a level or two above mm -hmm. and they want to see like, oh, we need more meat on the bone. How do you make the, that justification to them? when they have been doing it that like over scheduling or like mm -hmm. we want to see everything a minute by minute breakdown sure. how do you get those people on board with what makes the event actually successful well you just have to keep talking to them okay you do you have to communicate with them and what's great um, my team they trust us so that's always been nice because they they trust us as the event experts and mm. but they also come they come to the events they see what's working and what's successful and it makes them happy and so they don't usually ask us to do too much you know so we're lucky on that but if someone did i would say um you know kind of going back to the idea of the natural play where you let people we don't have to over schedule yeah uh, they will figure out what what to do when they're there and they'll have a good time you just give them what they you just provide the opportunity and they'll have fun and they'll make it work yeah i, I think that's great i think you guys are so on with the, the over scheduling thing is you know we, we kind of joke around with the the keep it simple stupid stuff right just hey mm -hmm. give it a kiss keep it simple stupid and <laughs> we try so hard to make sure everyone everyone's needs are met right and we want to make sure oh my gosh we let's do this let's do this and this let's do this and this but are we going too much and, and you talk about i think the the best example like you're talking about is the egg extravaganza where you have so big seven thousand people come whatever it is like, let's scale this back let's let's make this easier let's make it more simple and let's give the quality over the quantity right and just yeah. finding that good balance is always it's hard, like you said, ripping off the band-aid and getting some people disappointed. But like we said, there's no, you know, 100% perfect decision. Somebody's going to be mad about something, right? Of course. But in our philosophy, we say this all the time on our team, just keep it simple. You have the foundation and just keep it simple. And then once it's successful, you can build on that. You yeah. know, you can build each yeah. year, especially people coming in for a first time event or maybe someone in the community wants to host an event. They go through us as well. We always tell them, no, don't have all those vendors. Don't just <laughs> keep it simple. And once you have it, let's go. You know, yeah. then you can correct what you need and add to that. So we try to okay. do that in our own too. All right. So we're, we're running out of time. Mm -hmm. But there are some things that we I like to ask every single person we interview. Okay. And Will's going to hit them with the first one. Well, let's talk about, I think the walk-up song is a good one. So we're going to talk about... This. Your walk-up song or your go-to karaoke song. What song gets you pumped up? You're about to go do the Festival of Colors. You're about to endure this, you know, 16-hour day. Daddy Darts is coming up and Daddy Daughter Dance is coming up, sorry. And you're waking up first in the morning. You need someone to pump you up. What is it that you're putting out there? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play. I think I'm going to get some... I can play. Um, have you ever heard uh, Lemon? Lemon? Yeah. 
Lemon? By, by Beyonce? Uh, or is that Lemonade? No, it's Rihanna and Nerd. I don't even know who it is, but this We're is We're going to have to look this up. I'm looking I it up right it up. now. Lemon. I love this song. It's a, a workout song. It's a... I call it a booty wiggle song. A booty wiggle song. There, well, I think we have an episode title. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lemon. Okay, hold on. Lemon by Rihanna. Okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. That's okay. awesome. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Lemon. Yeah. I'm down with it. Okay. okay. Deal. That's a good, good, that's a good one. We've had some really good ones. That's, that's, I love it. It gets, it gets me going. <laughs> uh, the second thing, oh my God, I'm, am I drawing a blank? Your um, day of recreation when I was at Chess? Oh, your what's your perfect day of recreation? Ooh. Just just you, not having to provide mm-hmm. an experience for somebody else. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about what you find enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I am a recreation enthusiast. That's what I call myself. BMX biker. Recreation. <laughs> so, um, a perfect day of recreation for me is either is on the lake. I love to be on the lake. Nice. So I'm either going to be paddleboarding. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, and, ma'am. Um, boarding, yes. boarding. Or on a boat. I love it. And not skiing or anything like that. Like, I just so want to like, like a pontoon boat or or like a, in the water. So we're all on the same page. We're not going fast. No, we're not we're going We're keeping fast. things nice and slow mm-hmm. and nice and easy mm-hmm. on the pontoon. Yep. Yeah. And just floating in the water. That's well, that a perfect just sounds day like for me. Yes. Pontoon boat. Hot all the time. Second level with the slide. Okay. That's a lot going on, though. I, do you have okay. Do you have a? I, I totally forget the author of this book. I've never even read the book. I hear, heard this theory about having your own connection with water, like your your blue, as I think is what he called it. And like, so for instance, my my favorite place of wa- body of water that I can think of that I would go jump in right now is Blanco River at camp. Yeah. So do you have your own like where you would want to go on this lake trip? You have a certain lake or river, anything like that you really gravitate towards? Well, we live on. Uh, Louisville Lake, so that's where we are most of the time. Nice. But um, usually, like our favorite lake is probably um, what's uh, Broken Bow, but it's oh, the lake is Beaver's yeah. Den or something Beaver Den or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went up there last year. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so East Oklahoma. Yeah, it's so deep. It's it's like 150 feet deep or something. Oh, wow. Insane. Well, we went last, right before I had my, my second kiddo, <clears throat> we took the myself and the three-year-old, my wife, and the dog, and we went out and kayaked on the, and it was just, yeah, it, it, that's a beautiful place out so there for pretty. sure. Yeah, so, it's beautiful. All right, let's go get a cabin in Broken Bow. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so we will always want to leave our interview guests with the last word. If you're having your your let's say you're getting done with this was a presentation for traps and this is like you have all three hundred of your people that are listening to the presentation and you're trying to give them this is the last sentence or a couple sentences you say as they right before they walk out what are the words of wisdom? I think I would tell them that whatever they're doing, whether it's events or programming or even if they're building parks, that um, just to keep looking at who we're serving and, and what's going on in your own community. Like, pay attention to the changes. Pay attention to what they're wanting to do and, and listen to that because we can be so innovative just by listening to what they have out there. We can have these really cool programs like Festival of Colors, Cricket, 
um, things like that. But it's only because we were out there listening to the community and it's what they wanted. That's awesome. Thank you, Jennifer. All right. Thank you so much for talking with us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to one of our new favorite segments of Season 2 Record Fuck. This is time to test my professor! We're going to test Dr. Jordan Daniel and his ability to answer questions from the CPRP quizlet here. We'll see how he does. <laughs> this one is a good one. JD, you ready? Yeah. All right. Program evaluation responses from participants are a good way to <clears throat> A, capit... Cap uh, Good way to capacity of the facility. Okay, that doesn't make sense though, right? Yes. Good way to capacity of the facility. A, so program evaluation responses from participants are a good way to capacity of the facility. A, B, calculate total participation. D, C, C, this is a rough segment right now. C, calculate the cost recovery rate. And finally, D, measure user satisfaction. So I'm going to immediately take off calculate total participation immediately no. but immediately no uh just because like you can just have somebody at the gate with a clicker i've right? seen what i've seen you see immediately yeah, no. immediately no. uh calculate the cost recovery rate i don't think that you need participant feedback to to get that done um when they say capacity of the facility are they talking just like is that like how many programs it can hold or is that talking about people? I need, I need more people. people. Yeah, you wouldn't. That, that's kind of like that's like law. Right. Like there's a fire marshal. Yeah. Fire like the, the, the participants are like, I feel like we get 400 in here. I'm like, oh, see, let's try. Well, <laughs> test that assumption at your early convenience. Um, I'm gonna say uh, measure user satisfaction is uh, so program evaluation responses from participants are a good way to de measure user satisfaction. Um, I'm, I'm locking it in. Locking it in here. Program evaluation responses from participants are a good way to measure user satisfaction. This is his answer. Blah, 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 blah. Correct. That is correct. Very good. You are measuring how people are satisfied with your program rather than about numbers. This kind of goes back to one of our ones we had in a different segment with quantitative versus quantitative. Yeah, you're talking about how satisfied were you with the program? Well done. Well done.